Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome again to another fun-filled edition of In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary, and as always, I am Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of conservatism, fighting for free speech, freedom of thought, because groupthink just doesn't cut it here. Uh, you can contact us via our email at inblackandright at gmail.com or you can visit us on our loaded to the gills website at inblackandright.net uh, where you can find our signature t-shirts and also we're preparing uh, to do another fundraiser to perhaps uh, go to CPAC Texas uh, the In Black and Right Lone Stars tour heading to Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, possibly on uh, August the 6th, um, not August the 6th, August the 4th through the 7th for CPAC Texas. We had a terrific time at CPAC Orlando back in February, which was fabulous. And so now we're going to try to take this uh, road show a little further west, deep in the heart of Texas. But today, ladies and gentlemen, as we prepare for WTF Friday, I almost kind of feel like this is going to be WTF Thursday, um, which is kind of weird. But, uh, but of course, right now, the hot story right now is the subway shooter in New York, a uh, man named Frank James, who was caught by the NYPD yesterday for his involvement in the shooting on the uh, subway uh, up, up in Brooklyn. Ten people have been reported injured, but thank God nobody has been reported dead. There were all kinds of uh, information that had been coming out from the NYPD, but this is going to turn into another one of those really weirded out situations where because the suspect is black, I mean... I try to do this, but let me give it to somebody who can probably explain this a whole lot better than I can, uh, and that would be Grant Stinchfield of Newsmax and his show last night, and I think he explained it pretty well what's going to be going on uh, with the Frank James case and what's going on in New York and with the uh, wackadoodle media. So let me play this. It's going to be a little bit, but I want to play this in its entirety because Mr. Stinchfield gets it, and I will finish up with my own commentary. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Stinchfield. Get ready for the New York subway attack to disappear from the mainstream media's coverage. The prime suspect, Frank James, is now under arrest. He is a self-described black nationalist who hates white people and is angered at black people too apparently for too easily submitting to white people we should not embrace we should not accept the white devil blood that we have in us because of the way that it was forced upon us we should try to find a way just like Demi did in the, the, that scene from Exodus to uh, reject 
that devil that's in us, even to the point of, of committing suicide, so to speak, do a factory research, a reset on our whole humanity and rehabilitate our humanity and cleanse it out. Well, folks, you would think that this should be the main story here. A man so filled with hatred, he is willing to shoot 10 people on a subway train, firing 33 times after setting off smoke bombs and fireworks. You would expect the racist, violent rants of a now accused criminal to take center stage at this news conference today. But no, apparently racist, violent rants only matter if the suspect is white in today's America media landscape because after more than a dozen questions from reporters, not one, not one out of all the reporters in the room asked anything about the suspect's violent disgust for white people. Only one reporter asked about the motive and once again political correctness took over inside the NYPD and we got this from the lead investigator. As to the investigation into the motive and to look and scour the social media, uh, that's still part of the ongoing investigation. See, nobody wants to talk about all of the violent rants we listen to on social media. Now, I want you to ask yourself, if a white man from Alabama shot up a subway car after spewing violent threats against people of color, do you think we would get zero questions about those hate-filled videos and only one question about the motive? Of course not. See, the media is derelict here. It is irresponsible and its bias is dangerous. Just listen to the accused gunman, a man the FBI just revealed was on the terror watch list up until 2019. White people and black people, as we call ourselves, should not have any contact with each other. You still refuse to understand this. You want to make up some story about some Jesus and the Bible said dumb shit. They don't see it that way. They hate your guts. And why do they hate your guts? Because they know that your rightful place is as a slave. You want to kill somebody? I mean, is anything, can anything more perfect than that you now have? It's mandated. I've been through a lot of where I can say I wanted to kill people. I wanted to watch people die right in front of my face immediately. That guy is a deranged, racist lunatic. And he took his anger out on a subway car in New York. My fear is the media fuels that anger you just saw there with its all-out insistence that white nationalism is the greatest threat to America. He said that I hate all black people. White people do. I don't hate black people at all. This is craziness. I want safety for everyone in this country, and I don't care what color you are. But the media comes out and says that all white people, all Trump supporters, well, we're the ones that are supposedly violent. Just listen to the media's rhetoric along with those Democrat politicians. Well, I'm not going to subject you to that, folks, because it's not that difficult. It's not that difficult at all to hear what they say. They want to blame Trump supporters. Trump supporters are racist. They're terrible, deplorable, as to use Hillary Clinton's word. Now, this is really interesting considering just this past weekend in Selma, North Carolina, not Selma, Alabama, 
Trump did a rally for candidates there, and the person who got the biggest ovation before Trump spoke happened to be Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, who happens to be very conservative, America first, and he's black. And he got the largest ovation, the largest cheers outside of President Trump himself. Now this, all of that for a black man, and yet the vast majority of the people there at the event were white. And yet he still got all that ovation, the cheers, everything. Now, of course, the mainstream media in their complete and total intellectual dishonesty and their moral bankruptcy will never tell you that. They want to continue to put forth the notion that all Trump supporters are bigots and racist and they're horrible people. Well, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm not a bigot. I'm not a racist. I have no problem and I'm black. Big deal. So what? Now, unfortunately, Grant Stinchfield is correct. The media fuels this. When you listen to severe wackadoodle crackpots, like on MSLSD, uh, especially people like Tiffany Cross and Joy Reid, those girls need help in the worst way possible. They too, and, and it's not just white folks who participate in racism. Black folks do it too. And they're just, and many of them are just as guilty as white folks. They just don't call it that. When you hate anybody, and I mean anybody, uh, just because they happen to have a different pigmentation of their skin, it's just sick and evil period. No matter who does it, white on black, black on white, white on Hispanic, doesn't matter. It is still sick, it's still twisted, and it's still wrong, and it's morally evil as well as demonic. So yeah, so this Frank James, just because he happens to be black, they're not going to call it out. They're not going to call out his bigotry. They're not going to call out his blatant racism. The man was even on the FBI's terror watch list until three years ago? I mean, you've got to be pretty bad to be on the FBI's list, their terror watch list. I mean, the man, a black nationalist and a domestic terrorist? And oh yeah, but we can't mention that. Oh no, we can't do that. You know, that, that wouldn't be right. That would be racist. Really? I mean, I do not understand what the media's obsession is with just blaming white folks for everything. This makes zero sense to me. I mean, I live in the South now. I'm originally from the South. I was born in North Carolina. Fifth generation Southerner. It does not make one lick of sense to me because I am also 
a follower of Jesus Christ. I get mad at people not because of the color of their skin. It's for the dumb, stupid things that they do or say. Not just because. That's just messed up. That is just plain messed up. And yet, we have this nonsense going on in the media that's being spread by the media into to poison a culture that is already divided, to a nation that's incredibly divided already. But unfortunately, for reason or reasons unknown, the Church of the United States seems to not want to address this. This is how you get woke Christianity. And believe me, I've seen it up close, somewhat personal, and it nauseates the living crap out of me. It's, it's disgusting. It's nauseating. It's weird. It's a total bastardization of the, of the Bible itself, the holy book. And yeah, and here we are, Holy Week. Easter is coming up in just a few days where it's supposed to be celebrated all over the world. We have our Jewish friends who are going through uh, the celebration of Passover. And I love to go to Passover seders when I can. I think it's wonderful to respect and to celebrate all of those wonderful traditions uh, that the Jewish faith has. But when you see crud like this coming out of a mouth of a guy who is severely wackadoodle, I mean, he's just demonized in my book. This is horrible. This is nothing short of horrible. And when the mainstream media continues to push forth this false narrative, it makes it even worse. And whatever credibility <laughs> that the media has, it's pretty much, it's shot. It's totally shot. Shot in the head, shot in the foot, whatever. And people still want to buy into this. And people who do buy into this, this whole systemic racism, white supremacy crap, and, it's and it is crap, because I have never, if we are so systemically racist, how come people are still flooding the southern border to get here? Not just from Mexico or Central America, they're coming from Africa, they're coming from South America. Minorities, folks, minorities are flooding into this country by the boatload. And yet, we're supposed to be this horrible, systemically racist country? That has got to be stupid. That, I mean, what kind of logic, if you can actually call it that, what, what, what is it? I mean, we have had Barack Obama for eight years, the first black president. We have people like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, the uh, producer and actor. These people have made bundles of money. Billionaires, in many cases, of those uh, pre-mentioned. Yes, we have millionaire athletes. They're making money hand over fist. More money that a lot of Americans aren't going to see in their lifetimes, let alone how much they're getting paid per year. 
So this whole nonsense of white supremacy and white nationalism. Oh, we have to be so cute. Oh, God, I just want to puke. I just absolutely just want to puke when I hear that. It is nonsense. And we have to continue to speak out against this nonsense. Otherwise, the lie is going to continue to grow and snowball and snowball and snowball. And the James case in New York with the subway shooting is just one more example of why the media cannot nor should they be trusted, at least the mainstream media. This is why you've got alternative media and the credibility amongst the mainstream media has pretty much hemorrhaged. You know, it's pretty much on life support on this at this point. Ugh, but before I turn this into in black and rant, ugh, just got to take a second and breathe. But interestingly enough, talking about groupthink, as I mentioned earlier, now this is going to be interesting. Now, most people know about Elon Musk and how he bought somewhere between 9 to 10% of Twitter stock. And Twitter offered him a place on the board of directors, and he said no, which I think is probably one of his smarter moves. But what's even crazier, <laughs> what's even crazier is now Elon Musk has made an offer to buy Twitter, lock, stock, and barrel, 100% of Twitter, for around, uh, according to estimates in the, in, the, in the financial markets, of $43 billion. And he's willing to pay cash. I thought, whoa, okay, this is interesting. And yet, if somehow... This is an interesting question, not so much for Elon Musk, because the man's got the money. That's not the question. The question is, how badly does Twitter continue to want to be the tech oligarch that is supposed to be the great arbiter of what's misinformation and what's not, what's true and what's false? And yet, look at all the people that Twitter has canceled just in recent years, uh, from people like Dr. Robert Malone, who invented the mRNA vaccine technology, all the way to President Trump. So this is going to be interesting to see. Now, it all depends. This is Twitter's move. It's The ball is in their court now. Are they going to be smart enough? If they're just going to be capitalists, take the money? and say, okay, thank you, and they can live the rest of their lives however they want, or are they going to want to be the great arbiters of truth, quote-unquote, and what's, information, what's misinformation and what's not? So, you know, stay tuned, folks. This is going to be interesting to see, because if somehow Elon Musk is able to take Twitter and buy it 100% lock, stock, and barrel, not have to worry about anybody, what is he going to do with it?
I mean, is he going to uncancel the people that have been canceled, including President Trump? This is going to be interesting because he wants to unlock its potential for free speech in a story that came out just today in the Epic Times. He wants to unlock its potential for free speech. That means Elon Musk and his acquisition of Twitter. Because I think he, he has a way, because he's not a dumb man. Elon Musk is a very, very sharp guy. Otherwise, he wouldn't have the bazillions of dollars that he has. And he doesn't exactly live the most lavish lifestyle, even though he could. That's, money is not the problem in Elon Musk's world. So this is going to be one of those, hmm, let's see what happens next. You know, in the saga of Elon Musk and Twitter. And that's kind of, I mean, it's just one of those things that fascinates me. It's like multi-bazillion, multi-bazillionaire goes after one of the bad boys of the tech world. And to be continued, boys and girls, so stay tuned on that one. But let's see, for today, I <laughs> oh, I love this. I absolutely love this. This is uh, from also the Epic Times, and I love it. I absolutely love this because now that the uh, the film or the documentary rigged came out uh, and also other reports about election integrity plus you've got things going on in Georgia things going on in Arizona in Wisconsin uh, apparently Zuckerberg Mr. Mark Zuckerberg who had his controversial grants to the tune of over 400 million dollars I mean to just mess to essentially buy the election of 2020 now he's not he's officially announced that Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg has announced that his uh, his grants are his grant program has stopped he's stopping it cold and I'm thinking hmm could it be the fact that there's an awful lot of attention on those Zuckerbucks. Could it also be that states like Florida and Mississippi and others have already signed into legislation laws making Zuckerbucks illegal? Hmm. Could it be, uh, say, the documentary rigged that? Uh, debuted last week down at Mar-a-Lago. Could it be that? That's bringing an awful lot of attention to what went on in 2020. So, I, and I know there are people like, well, you need to just move on. 2020's over. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, for Democrats and rhinos who do that, pretty much you're slitting your own throats. Yes, you are slitting your own throats because there are, the issue isn't going away and it's not just an issue with republicans recent poll said 35 percent of democrats felt that the 2020 election was rigged hmm now you've got it's got to be pretty bad to get over one third 
of Democrats to come into agreement with Republicans. It just has to be. So, so just, just hearing that was just rather, uh, it kind of like, hmm, well now, Mr. Zuckerberg, I guess you're just going to have to take your money and try to find another way to cheat uh, for 2022 or 2024, but I don't know. Uh, I'm sure a guy like Zuckerberg, he's got money. He'll, he'll try to figure out some way to do it, but because all this attention has been put upon him and what he did with all that money and all the investigations uh, by various states, oh yeah, it's going to be a real hoot. <laughs> a real hoot. So that's another one of those. Uh, the, t the timing is interesting. To, uh, to be sure. Oh boy. Well, my friends, it looks like I'm just out of, out of time for today. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, have yourself a great rest of your day. Tomorrow, Friday, it's WTF Friday here around here. Have yourself, and it's also Good Friday. So, Remember what Good Friday is all about and have yourself and getting and have yourself a great uh, well I guess Friday Eve getting ready for Easter weekend. So take care my friends, have yourself a great one and I will see you later and remember patriots come in all colors. <laughs>